Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app, and of course, the several folks that download the podcast every day, where if I don't have it uploaded by like 6 o'clock, my Twitter messages are going off, where is the podcast? Yes, thank you for listening to the show too. Stop being a pain in the butt though. I will get it there as soon as I possibly can. Uh, I want to welcome into the show today from... Our sister station, News Radio 560 WVOC, and the South Carolina Radio Network, Will Pelagic. Will, good afternoon, man. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you for having me in, Rob. Appreciate it. Appreciate you stopping in today. Now, I bring you in because if you follow the uh, SC Sports Show on Twitter, what's the Twitter account? At SC Sports Show. Very simple. I know, right? It's just, uh, you had to have that for me because I'm not very bright. But if you follow at SC Sports Show on Twitter, I just got the notification a little bit ago. You had an exclusive interview with Will Muschamp talking about uh, some different things going on with the Gamecocks. But uh, I wanted to bring you in. Maybe you could preview that because you guys are going to air that tonight, right? Yeah, it's part of uh, basically a big week we've had so far on the show. We had uh, earlier in the week, we had Ray Tanner off of the series victory for South Carolina baseball over Clemson. Right. Uh, today, we're talking to uh, to the boom. And uh, later on this week, we're actually going to have uh, Davo Sweeney on as well on Friday. So That's really cool. But if you look back to last week, you had um, Monty Lee. <laughs> you also had... Um, Mark Kingston. Mark Kingston. Yes. You had the head coach of the only ranked team in the state as far as uh, in the NCAA. Checks in the mail, Rob. It's okay. There, well, I'm just being <laughs> honest, man. You look at you look at what you got, and if you're into sports that uh, affects the Palmetto State, you've got to listen to the SC Sports Show. It's just as simple as that. And the biggest thing that that I think from from Muschamp's perspective is that you know the season from Gamecock fans' perspectives, they didn't necessarily like the way it ended. If you combine the loss to Clemson where the team performed valiantly but was undermanned defensively and you think about the bowl game against Virginia that left a very sour taste in the mouth of uh, not only Gamecock fans but certainly the players and coaches off of last year and really there's a lot of renewed optimism guys who were contributors a year ago are asked to to put a, a bigger role on their shoulders going into the 2019 season but it's against a daunting schedule and, and the one thing that if you look at, at Will Muschamp and the tenure and track record that he's had is that this is kind of the year that is the make or break year because you're going in now to a fourth year under Muschamp and people want answers they want results and you know you're starting to see the first fruits of that come in with certain positions obviously at the defensive line they had to use some guys who probably they didn't feel like they wanted to use as exclusively as they did last year right like at JJ and Amari, Rick Sanders those guys were put into positions that were very much uh uh, greater than I think 
they expected to be in during the season. Even J.J. told me today over at Gamecock practice he didn't expect to get on the field as much as he did this past season. But two guys from the standpoint of where South Carolina sits, especially in the secondary with J.C. Horn and Israel Mukawamu, just being over there today, those are two guys who are much different build-type players. They're big. They're thick. They look like high-level Division One players in the secondary. Right. They, they come off the bus. They look yes. like SEC talent. Exactly. I mean, that makes sense. And so many times we've seen that not be the case. I mean, this is not not to rip guys like Chris Lamonts and DJ Smith and even Rashad Fenton, but they just don't have next-level bodies. Right, they didn't have the look, and and I get that. But, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this question, and it kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier, where fans want results. If we lived in a vacuum, what do you think should be the timetable for a coach to get results? Because I give you that because Muschamp has said on, on a couple of different spots that this team coming in should be the best team he's had since he's been here. But if you just look at the schedule – if they win seven games next season, I I would be happy as a lark if I'm a Gamecock fan with that schedule. I'd amend it to say eight. I think eight needs to kind of be where you sit because I think you need to exercise whatever demons Kentucky has against you. A and M is going to be difficult, and we all know about who's coming to Williams Bryce Stadium in the third week of the season with Alabama. So right. that's obviously one that's that's a hard one to forecast in the positive. But uh, again, you're going to live in this conference, and you're going to live in this football centric and football crazed town and, and state. You need to be able to keep up with the Joneses. Everyone always likes to say five years. Um, I even almost feel like you need to be almost more patient than that because I think you need to cycle through uh, one full recruiting class and get at least more and more of your people in the building. And you add in the fact of what he took over. He took over a mess. I mean, that's a thing that's been repeated about all over the course of everything. I get that, but if you look back at the 247 sports recruiting rankings, he's basically a little bit ahead of what Coach Spurrier left him. Not much, but a little bit. Mm. And and, and I understand that there's the logic that, yes, he was was left with a mess, but I, I just don't get well... He he had a huge dumpster fire down there, and he needs X amount of time to get it right. I think there's issues with depth, but then you look back at some of the stuff from last season, and maybe I just expected more uh, after the season from before, and of then course. it was kind of like a bad taste in my mouth after that. But with the bowl game, it, it kind of made me check out on them, uh, and a lot of it had to do with the post-game press conference. It seemed like he hung Rashad Fenton out to dry. Uh, I mean, you were you at that game? I was not. I was. I, I uh, had the the uh, the bowl game for Clemson, the, right. uh, the Cotton Bowl. But you know, seeing all those comments afterwards, and, and seeing what was said, and, and even talking to him in the the weeks that succeeded that t- time period, I think it was just a lot of frustration on the Gamecocks. And even Rashad Fenton said recently at the combine, he said that uh, you know he, he didn't know why what Will Champ kind of hung him out the dry there. He said that uh, you know he had a hamstring injury. It was something that he suffered during the game, and he didn't necessarily ask out. It just it was a, something that was might, might have been a miscommunication with Muschamp during during the game and during the post game. The optics didn't look good. It was not good. I mean, the way they played didn't look good. They didn't look like a team that wanted to be there. And and you have to be honest, they did regress. I mean, a nine win season and a New Year's Day bowl, and then playing in a, a bowl game in Charlotte the following year, and not really showing your best self at the end of the season is certainly not the way that this team wanted to go out and certainly not the team that they could afford to go out given what they have on the slate this upcoming season. 
All right, so you did an exclusive interview with Coach Muschamp earlier today, and I'm going to play a snippet of it here, but tell us about what we're going to hear in a moment. So this is, again, I was mentioning earlier when we saw, you know, J.C. Horn and, and Israel Mukwamu over at uh, our media availability and just seeing more of those guys kind of coming in and, and basically being a part of this program that weren't a part of them before. This is about basically having guys who not just look better coming off the bus, but contribute at a high level, the kind of level that they need to be able to compete in the SEC. Uh, when we came to South Carolina, we did have some youth in the secondary with some good players, and those guys have done a really good job for us. And you look at you know Chris Lamonts and DJ Smith and Rashad Fenton and Keyshawn Nixon and Jamarcus King, all played good football for us. Jamarcus and Keyshawn being two junior college players that we signed, but we had some youth in the secondary. We had a lot of other issues to address, and so we've just begotten. That's been kind of the last. Uh, uh, you know, forward as far as addressing some needs in the secondary of recruiting the kind of kind of guys we want to play with, and certainly Israel and JC are pretty indicative of the guys we'd like to have. So, with uh, with that comment, I mean, going into this season, I think that I mean, I like I like what JC Horn did last year. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to use the secondary as sort of like a crutch to hold them up until they can figure out what they're going to do at linebacker and and if these guys that are coming in on the defensive line are going to be able to get to the quarterback? It needs to be a strength of this football team if they want to do anything significant in 2019. Uh, I think that you know you have to develop a pass rush. Obviously, that's first and foremost, but you are going to get exposed on the back end because I just don't. <laughs> know if the linebacking core has progressed to the level that I thought that they could. I think that the loss of Sky Moore going into last season, that's something that Will Muschamp talked about when we spoke with him at the beginning of uh, a fall camp, or beginning of spring camp, beg your pardon. Uh, that was something that was a big concern, and they really never recovered from that during the season. And you add in the fact that you still have a couple of guys who are not able to be used during the spring. Guys like TJ Brunson are not going to be able to be used during the spring. And so they're relying on guys like Ernest Jones, Damani Staley, guys of that nature who are having to jump into roles and be a part of a, a bigger role than they necessarily were used to or have ever done at this program. So you are going to need key contributions from the secondary and you're going to need that defensive line that has DJ Wanham coming back very healthy and a couple of other guys who are rising sophomores who are big on the interior and of course Zach Pickens who's a big part of that as an early enrollee. They need big contributions from those two units to kind of I guess quell the the ineptitude they have in the middle right now. You know when I hear about the stuff with Zach Pickens and, and he looks like he's just as far as in-state goes like a once in a a lifetime type player, um, but I, you hear a lot of Gamecock fans talk about. Okay, he may be the next Clowney, but if you remember back to Clowney's first year, he didn't really play much Mm-mm. until about the third or fourth game. In fact, I think his first real play that I remember is like, oh wow, Clowney did something was the Georgia game. And then they asked Coach Johnson after the game about it, and he goes, yeah, he made that play, but he was completely out of position. Do you think that that is kind of going to be the same way that uh, Pickens will be dealt with this year? I mean, he's gonna he's got the big, huge body. He's athletically, he's there. But you got to learn the system a little bit before you... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can start uh, start banking on a freshman defensive end. I'll tell you this, Rob. They, they want to use him, and they want to use him right away. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been here as an early enrollee. I think that's one thing you have to take away. Yes, his body is great, but as every freshman does through, I mean, this is only, uh, they've only been through four practices. They're going to have a fifth practice tomorrow before spring break. They are very much in the infancy of installation and, and trying to at least get these guys in the standpoint of, of where they're comfortable with what they're doing defensively. Granted, at defensive line, there isn't necessarily a lot you have to learn other than maybe stunts and certain coverage packages, but they're basically moving him along at his own pace, but... Uh, you have to be very, very impressed just with the way that he looks. He's obviously impressed a lot from uh, what coaches have said and paw drills and things of that nature. And really having the ability to move inside and out, I think, is his greatest attribute. And I think that's something, not that Clowney didn't have that, but it's a different kind of body. And he, ha- right. he has the ability with his hand placement, his foot skills, and just his overall speed to be able to play as an impact guy if he's opposite Javon Kinlaw or is opposite D- DJ Wan him he's somebody who can be a real big difference maker in the passing game in the pass rush okay so for folks that are listening and, and hearing the nice big booming voice over there that's will pelagic from the sc sports show heard on our sister station news radio 560 wvoc every night from six to eight and of course on the south carolina radio network and you guys cover more than just football over there uh since i have you here for a minute we had the gamecock basketball team last night picking up the win over texas a&m you know it's it's been a tale of two seasons for the the gamecock basketball team with I think injuries kind of hampered them a, a lot at the beginning of the season with Manaya not being in the lineup, and then even uh, Mike Kotsar not playing in the Clemson game. Uh, I think that that kind of hindered them in the non-conference portion of the schedule, but if, if they didn't have that section of their schedule and you could just isolate what they've done in SEC play, that's a tournament team. It is, uh, Rob, and I think one of the things you have to remember is that you know so much of where this team has gotten its biggest growth spurt is with guys like A.J. Lawson who have developed over the course of the season. Keyshawn Bryant obviously has become a major contributor. Right. We're finally seeing the offensive talent of Felipe Hase come into its maturity. But the problem is the way that the NCAA Tournament Committee looks at this season, and we had uh, bracketologist Jerry Palm on last week, and he basically explained to us, look, this is something that the NCAA Tournament Committee is going to hold against South Carolina, those early losses to teams like Stony Brook and Wyoming who are not NCAA Tournament level type teams those are the bad losses and you know while the sec season holds its own importance for its coaches and obviously for things like the tournament and the sec tournament at least i'm talking about there it really doesn't hold a greater importance than any other game they look at all these games equally no game is weighed over another and i think that problem when you look at just the raw numbers they just do not have enough w's to at least get themselves into the ncaa tournament unless they make a significant run in nashville but you have to like the progress. You have to like the future. Uh, Chris Silva's loss next year is going to be a big one. Uh, that's why they're looking at guys like Alonzo Frank on the current roster and Wildens Levesque in the roster to come that will replace his contributions 
on the interior, but when you have a future that includes guys like Lawson and Brian who have progressed over this season, who are going to be major contributors, at least for the next couple of years, provided they stay at Carolina, uh, you have a nice future to look at when it comes to, to Frank Martin's squad. I've seen the the post on Twitter where it seems like some fans are upset with Frank Martin, and, and I just don't get it. And one of the things, and I, I think I, I tweeted it out earlier today, I'm not sure what South Carolina fans want that section of the fan base because he you got to remember he's recruiting guys if you go back and you look at uh, at Silva Silva was a three-star recruit mm-hmm. and he's molded Chris Silva into an all SEC player you just got to give him some time. I mean, and but I, it's funny because that same section of the Gamecock fans are, well, we have to give Muschamp more time, mm-hmm. but they're kind of upset with Frank Martin. I'm like, two seasons ago, you were in the Final Four. Yeah, you can't look at, at basketball the, the way you evaluate basketball in the same prism that you evaluate football from a time frame standpoint just because the roster turns over so dynamically and so quickly that – you basically have to hit the reset button every three or four years with the roster and start from square one. And that's kind of where the Gamecocks were last year. Frank Martin kind of had to put a Band-Aid on things with the two grad transfers he brought in in Wes Myers and Frank Booker and basically Band-Aided together 17 wins, which was a very, very difficult thing to do with that squad. Now you obviously have the injuries that have taken place over the course of this season, and while you, you want to use that as kind of a blameworthy thing, this is still, again, a, a team in its infancy when it comes to the building standpoint. You don't have all the pieces yet that you can use to, to fuel a long run, a deep, sustained run in a very, very difficult SEC. And that's the problem is that South Carolina peaked – Maybe the season before the SEC itself started the peak. And after losing all that talent off the Final Four squad, you know, Thornwell, Dozier, Notice, etc., you now have a situation where South Carolina has to kind of start from the bottom where everybody else kind of has a nice cushion and a nice gauge. Guys like right. Grant Williams who are in the league, P.J. Washington, Kentucky, who is a rarity for them because he's a guy who's stuck around. And I think you know when you think about the way the league is at large, this is a much better league that South Carolina is competing in now than it was two or three years ago. And you say that, but if we look at... Uh, and. Just to, just to gain some perspective on that, what was it, three seasons ago, Tennessee was an absolute fire. Disaster. I mean, they were a complete disaster, and look what Coach Barnes has done with them. Just You just got to be steady, and I hate and, to be that guy that comes on the air and says that, but I honestly don't know what certain Gamecock fans want from Frank Martin. And Barnes has referenced Martin in particular, and his model of building a program in South Carolina as the model they use to try and, and fuel things at Tennessee. Frank Martin's a very smart basketball man and a very smart basketball coach, and I think you mentioned your Twitter post earlier. I mean, you have people realize this is South Carolina. This is not North Carolina. This exactly. Is, this is not a basketball-rich state. Most of the great talent in this state is going to be persuaded to go elsewhere because they know about the warts on the program at South Carolina, and you can even say by extension to Clemson, there's not a lot of good history behind there, and they have to recruit to what is there now, and the best way to do that is to get kids out of state where you can show them the good things of that program. Will Pelagic from the SC Sports Show. You can follow the SC Sports Show on Twitter, at SC Sports Show. But better yet, check them out tonight because they've got a full 
uh, exclusive interview with Coach Will Muschamp. You guys will have that on from 6 to 8 on our sister station, News Radio 560 WVOC, and of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Will, man, thanks for coming in today. You are welcome at any time, sir. Thanks as always, Rob. All right, so Will Pelagic, where can they find you on Twitter besides the sports show? At Willie P. Style. At Willie P. Style on Twitter. So thanks to Will for stepping in. When we come back, some comments from Coach Dabo Sweeney. Some stuff he said about Hunter Renfro, and he also uh, talked about Trevor Lawrence possibly leaving. Wait, what? Interesting stuff he said on the Rich Eisen Show. More of that in just a moment on The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for listening this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Thanks to Will Pelagic for coming in chatting with us a little bit about South Carolina. If you want to respond to any of that, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Of course, you can hear Will on the SC Sports Show, our sister station, News Radio 560 WVOC, and, of course, the iHeartRadio app. Pull it up, listen wherever you're at. It's kind of a cool show. You can also, they got the podcast going for that, too. You can find that uh, wherever, wherever you get your podcasts at. But I tell you what, before we uh, get too far ahead of ourselves, I thought I would play some comments from the Rich Eisen Show from uh, Coach Dabo Sweeney. And he was asked about uh, Hunter Renfro and the kind of player that Hunter Renfro is and what he expects of him when he gets to the pros. Here's what he said about Hunter Renfro. He, he, he's going he's gonna to do all the things he did at Clemson. He'll do at the next level, but better. Uh, just because he's he, he's just he's just going to continue to improve. He's going to continue to get stronger, and he's still a work in progress from that standpoint. You know, like he was he was weak as a noodle when he came to Clemson, and and, uh, and now he's I think he did seven reps at two twenty five, so he's Hercules now, and uh, <laughs> from where he came in at, and uh, I'm just excited about uh, his opportunity. Uh, he's really developed into a great player, and. You know, he, he may not uh, have some of the measurables, uh, but I promise you he's 6'4", 220 uh, on the football field and can fly. He's as, he's as good a player as I've ever coached, ever. And uh, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> no, no. Great ones. Uh, but all positions included, he is as good a player as I've ever coached. This guy is the epitome of what makes the game of football so much fun and so special. And, you know, he'll be passed a million times because that's what, that's what people do. They overthink it. And, and um, uh, I can just tell you, somebody's going to get him, and, and he's going to be a great player. Um, it's Coach Dabo Sweeney on the Rich Eisen Show talking about Hunter Renfro. You know, and if you look at just the measurables with, with Renfro, uh, it's so funny because at the, uh, I think it was at some point. During- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. During the offseason last year, the football site put out something on Twitter where it was like a, a video of them at the lake. 
and you've got all these athletes, these big, huge athletes that are out there and they're cutting flips and stuff on the lake. And then you got a guy that, that has like, I don't know, just a typical, almost looks like a 12-year-old body in Hunter Renfro, and he's standing there. And just him standing, I think he was standing next to like T. Higgins, and he just looked like like a little fella compared to some of these guys. So my question is, when you get to college, or excuse me, when you get to the pros, it's a lot different than college. Can you take off your Clemson hat for a minute? Can you take off your Gamecock hat for a minute? Because I know there are lots of Gamecock fans that don't like Hunter Renfro, period, because of the success that he had at Clemson. But do you think Hunter Renfro will make it in the draft? Meaning that, not necessarily just in the draft, but make it in the NFL. Coach Sweeney talked about Adam Humphreys and guys like that. And you hear comments about Wes Welker and, oh, he'd be so great to go play with the Patriots. The Patriots only have so many spots on their team. Okay? But do you think Hunter Renfro will make it in the NFL? 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Coach Sweeney's completely sold on him. And it's kind of hard not to be, to be honest with you, with, with the production that he's had. But... That's one of the questions I was going to throw out there this afternoon. Do you think Hunter Renfro will make it in the NFL after seeing his stuff at the Combine and, uh, and what he can do? Coach Sweeney was also t- asked about Trevor Lawrence, and the question was, should Trevor Lawrence just hang it up now and just go directly into the pros? I read some article where he would be like one of the first quarterbacks taken now, and Coach Sweeney was asked what he thought of that and an interesting response to Rich Eisen. Uh, I don't. I don't think of it. Uh, you know, but that's because it's just such a waste of my time. Uh, you know, people doing other sports, whether it be basketball or minor league baseball or, or whatever. Um, but uh, I've never worried about stuff that I have zero control over and rhetoric and all that. But anything that will get a headline, people will, will put out there. But um, you know, Trevor's the epitome of what's great about college football. He he loves his experience, and and uh, he's still got a long way to go, man. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do, and, and he's eager to get his education and, and uh, continue to enjoy the college experience that he's having. But, uh, you know, I mean, my job is to coach the guys that um, that are here and, and the guys that, that value this experience. And, and that's what I do day in and day out, and that's what I'm passionate about. But, um, you know, really uh, excited for Trevor and, and certainly his future if he can continue to progress and, and uh, you know, uh, do the things that he did this past year on the field. That's Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney. And I bring that up today because uh, that's the second part of my question for the audience this afternoon at 803-978-1832. Would love to get your calls on that. But... That's the other thing. With Trevor Lawrence, if we could have a vacuum and Trevor Lawrence could go directly to the NFL, would you take Trevor Lawrence right now over Kyler Murray, who a lot of teams are saying is going to be the number one pick in the draft? Would you take Trevor Lawrence after his freshman season at Clemson over the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, in the NFL draft right now if you had your number one pick. 
So would Hunter Renfro make it? And would you take Lawrence over Murray? That's the two questions this afternoon on the rundown. Chime in. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to get involved with the show, two big questions out there involving the NFL draft. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. I said before the break, two big questions today. The first being with Hunter Renfro. You think Hunter Renfro is actually going to make it in the pros? And I know what he did at Clemson was great. Don't get me wrong. But when you just see Hunter Renfro and you see how slight of frame he is, you wonder, will he be able to make it on the pro level? It's not just about heart at the pro level. Let's make sure that we understand that. The guys that are in the pros, it's not just because they have the biggest heart. I mean, you have to have a big set of of talent. And I'm not saying Hunter Renfro is not talented. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, is that Hunter Renfro's biggest talent is his heart. You know that he's going to leave leave it all completely out there on the field. But the big question is, is that with how slight in frame that he is, will he be able to make it in the NFL draft? And the other question that I had and this, of course, stems from the interview with uh, Rich Eisen that Coach Sweeney did, where they asked him about uh, Trevor Lawrence leaving, and if he could leave right now, he would be the guy that would probably go higher than uh, one of the top quarterbacks taken. So would you take him over the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, for your franchise right now? You can chime in on that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Of course, we've got Clemson basketball for you here tonight on Fox Sports Radio, Tigers and Notre Dame. Notre Dame comes in, they've won three conference games this season. They have not had a typical Notre Dame season. Not the season that they would normally have. And you wonder if they've given up. You know, you've got three conference wins. You lose a couple more games. You're done with your season. You can go ahead and hit the reset button and get working on next season. You wonder if that's the case. But with Clemson going up there, they need this win. They really do if they want to make the tournament. So that should be an interesting matchup tonight. As we uh, get set for Selection Sunday is like two weeks from, what is it, two weeks from uh, this Sunday or a week from this Sunday, whatever it is. I mean, we are right around the corner from Selection Sunday. Will Clemson be a team that is in the tournament? We'll find out. They lose tonight. I say no. South Carolina has a lot to play for. They could, if they win the SEC tournament, they're obviously in. I don't think that uh, there's some projections I read somewhere. Well, maybe if they can get to Sunday in the in the SEC tournament, they would be in. No. No 15-loss team has ever gotten an at-large bid. And I don't see that happening this year for the Gamecocks. I think that Alabama game last week and then the Missouri game, too, kind of shot their, their, themselves in the foot. And uh, I think they're done. 
unless they can win the SEC tournament. Now, with Clemson, I think they've got to win the next two and their first-round matchup in the ACC tournament. If they can do that, Clemson, I think, is in. But they win the next two, I think they're in. Getting a win over Syracuse at home, I think, would help them. This game with Notre Dame could do nothing but hurt them. I think people will think the same of Clemson tomorrow if they win this game by five points or 40 points. Either way. One other NCAA tournament note. You know, I said a couple weeks ago that I thought Duke was on a completely different level, and and I still believe that. But now, after watching them last night and the way they play against Zion Williamson, craziness there with Duke. So with Duke, do you think that Duke is a team that is a number one seed? We could talk about that and more this afternoon. Of course, on the rundown, do you think there's still a number one seed in the tournament? You can check that out and uh, and let us know what you think about that. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to get involved with the rundown this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400, and of course, um, you can uh, always check us out on the iHeartRadio app. Podcast for the show will be up this afternoon at about 5 o'clock. My, um, my TV watching tonight will be with Clemson. Well, what, what will they do at Notre Dame? But uh, there's some other NCAA tournament games I'm looking at, uh, NCAA basketball games I'm looking at tonight. So give us a call on the rundown, 803-978-1832, 803 1832 is the number to call. Look forward to uh, hearing your calls today on the rundown. Should, would you take uh, Kyler Murray or Trevor Lawrence right now? And is Hunter Renfro going to be a first round pick, or not a first round pick, just a, a guy that's going to make it in the NFL? We'd love to get your calls on that at 803 978 1832. 803 978 1832 is the number to call as uh, we maneuver through the afternoon. Here's what else we got on tap for today. Somebody's apparently bad mouthing Kyler Murray. We'll talk about that. Some of the notes that they've got on Kyler Murray about his leadership study habits and his board work. Yeah, they're not liking him. Antonio Brown. Do you want Antonio Brown on your team? We'll talk about that too. I'll tell you how I feel about that. That's an interesting thing there. And then I got some baseball notes. Of course, uh, Clemson and South Carolina earned the heart, the early portion of their season before conference play. The Tigers play North Carolina this week. Clemson, or excuse me, the Gamecocks will play Gardner Webb today, and then they've got uh, Valparaiso coming in this weekend. So we will talk about that uh, a little more baseball later on. But I got some major league baseball notes. And a look at baseball prospectus and where they think certain teams are going to play and how, how they're going to finish up this season or how they're going to do this season. Some of this stuff is pretty interesting. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. If you want to get involved with the show, of course, this is the Rundown on Fox Sports Radio. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Soundsgood. Uh, I tweet out stuff that a lot of times it's just like random thoughts, but... 
sometimes there's some actual good sports stuff there. And would love to have you follow me on Twitter. As uh, I've got people looking in the Dork Aquarium, that's what I call this studio here. You know, you can uh, just kind of check it out. Where there's like a big picture window, people come by and tap on it. Like when we're in here, like we're just in an aquarium, as they're all looking at me from the outside. Hello, good to see you guys. All right, so that's what we got left for you for the show today. Uh, some baseball notes with the Braves as well. Uh, we'll have that for you this afternoon. And what else? What else do we have tonight? Um. Oh, I've got a uh, preview for um, the NC, excuse me the in, the ACC tournament for the women. I got a couple little notes on that with uh, Amanda Butler from Clemson being named the coach of the year. So we'll talk about that and a lot more in just a moment. Of course, this is the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. More in just a moment. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Several things before we get out of here. It's like my big basket of notes here. So Kyler Murray is said to be in serious contention to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Cliff Kingsbury from the Arizona Cardinals apparently loves this guy. You know, he won the Heisman Trophy, former, you know, Oklahoma quarterback. Has gotten some criticism following the combine, though. James Palmer from uh, Palmer TV says that uh, he was told by Charlie Casserly, or he, he tweeted out about Charlie Casserly on the NFL Network, and said the comments he heard about Kyler Murray were the worst he's ever heard at the combine on a highly rated quarterback. Castle says leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. Board work, below not good. You wonder if some of this stuff is just, hey, we're throwing that out there just to have some lies or to see what will float up. I don't think Kyler Murray is going to go past the Raiders. I really don't. If he drops to number four with the Raiders, I think he's going to go to the Raiders. He won't drop out of the, the further than that. I just don't. I don't see it. I think there's too much buzz with him. And you got to remember this: he was the best overall passer in the NCAA as far as, far as yardage goes last year. So there, there's that. Interesting stuff there with Kyler Murray. With his leadership is not good. His study habits aren't good, and his board work is below not good. Yeah, but. That doesn't really make a lot of sense when he led the NCAA in passing last year. Craziness. Craziness there. A couple of other notes here. Some MLB rumors. The Phillies are not interested in signing Dallas Keuchel. Wouldn't it be great if he went to the Atlanta Braves, you being a Braves fan? The Rangers agreed to a long-term deal with their closer, Jose LeClerc. The market has kind of fell out on Craig Kimbrell, the Braves, uh, the former Braves Red Sox closer, and also on Dallas Keuchel. These are guys that may end up signing like a basement deal just to get on a team, and they're great players. But I do think that Kimbrell is going to sign with the Braves. He was spotted near the Braves spring training complex. And he's been there for a bit. I wonder if the trade, ta- the the uh, contract numbers are going to match up 
and he is going to sign with the Braves. I think that may happen. We'll see how that goes. Uh, a couple of other notes. Clayton Kershaw may miss his first start of the season. His shoulder's already messed up. And uh, Clayton Buchholz will join the Blue Jays on an MLB contract. And Twins third baseman Miguel Sanyo is likely out until May. Final notes uh, here this afternoon. Antonio Brown may be going to, he'll be traded by Friday. According to some reports, there's like a big, uh, he gets like a, uh, some kind of bonus if he's on the team by this on the 17th. But from what I'm hearing from several things that I've read today, he's going to be gone by Friday from Pittsburgh. So some teams are looking at him. The Jets and Cardinals are out, according to Ian Rappaport. Adam Schefter says that teams have spoken to the Steelers about a trade for Brown, but they do expect a trade to be made by Friday. I think the Steelers should just get for him whatever they can. But here's my thing. I don't think they're gonna I don't think that they're gonna trade him to a team that's in the AFC. I don't think they're gonna want to see him again unless it's in the Super Bowl. There, somebody said something a couple weeks ago about, well, maybe he'll go to the Browns. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I just I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think they'll trade him, especially within the division where they gotta play him twice a year. So that puts obviously the North out. I look for him to go somewhere in the NFC. Maybe I've heard rumors about Green Bay. I've heard rumors about um, what was the other team that was kind of it slips my mind right this second. But oh, Seattle. Seattle is the team that uh, I heard about too. So I don't know if I want Antonio Brown on my team. He's going into his 10th year in the NFL. He's got what, one more season? And as far as with his contract, and you don't want this guy at this point? With the way he's leaving Pittsburgh, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. One of the most respected franchises in the NFL. Now, granted, we're not in behind closed doors. We don't know what's going on. But just the optics of everything that's there, it just doesn't look right. So Antonio Brown on the move. I'm not sure that that's the route that I would want to go as far as picking him up. But someone will get him. And certain teams, I think, can deal with him. I think he needs to be somewhere where um, the he's got a good quarterback to throw him the ball. But if you look at it from this perspective, too, he had all those great years with the Steelers. The Steelers always seemed to have a great running game, and they had Ben Roethlisberger which, despite what some Steelers fans think, he's a good quarterback. If Antonio Brown goes somewhere and he's having to either play with like a rookie quarterback or a quarterback that is not what he's used to, I wonder if he'll pout wherever it is he gets traded. Because that's kind of the M.O. now. If you don't like where you are, you just get to pout and you'll get to go somewhere else. So... I'm in the camp of I don't want Antonio Brown on my team. Everything I've been saying lately is like I'm like old man on the on the radio. And it's not it's not that I feel that way about a lot of stuff. I just I think Antonio Brown quit on his team. And if you quit on your team, I don't really want much to do with you. I can deal with you being crazy. 
like Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, would love to have him on my team. Why? Because he played hard. There was never really any doubt that he would quit on a team. Some of these other guys, yeah, not so much. Not so much. All right, so Clemson Sports Talk is next. Don't forget Clemson Basketball tonight right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. That, of course, is against Notre Dame. Tigers looking to get their eighth win of the season in conference. They get that magic number nine tomorrow, If, or excuse me, this weekend, if they can beat Syracuse on senior day. I think 9-9 nine and nine in the ACC is probably going to be good enough. Um, one other note, Coach K from uh, Duke says that uh, he's not sure if Zion Williamson will be ready for the North Carolina game. I think they need him last night after uh, Danny Manning's team that, as I said before, they're not very good at the game of putting the ball through the hoop. They uh, almost got Duke last night. So, yeah, look for a blowout loss at North Carolina if um, Zion Williamson doesn't play. More of the rundown tomorrow at 3 on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.